hallelujah to our God. I'm going to go to 1 Peter. I love it out of the Amplified Version because it just breaks it down. Uh, so if you have an Amplified Version, anybody have an Amplified Version? Huh? Yes. Will you read, will you read uh, 1 Peter for me from 1 through 6? 1 Peter chapter 1. I'm going to give you that. 1 through 6. Peter, an apostle, special messenger, personally chosen representative of Jesus Christ to those elect, both Jewish and Gentile believers, who live as exiles, scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia Minor, and Bithynia, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, by the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and to be sprinkled with his blood. May grace and peace, that special sense of spiritual well-being, be yours in increasing abundance as you walk closely with God. <coughs> Blessed, gratefully praised, and adored to be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, <coughs> who according to his abundant and boundless mercy has caused us to be born again, that is, to be reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose to an ever-living hope and confident assurance through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, <coughs> born anew into an inheritance which is imperishable, beyond the reach of change, and undefiled and unfading, reserved in heaven for you who are being protected and shielded by the power of God through your faith for salvation that is ready to be revealed for you in the last time. In this you now, in this you great, I'm sorry, in this you re rejoice greatly, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. Hallelujah to our God. Um, that Yes. So that the genuineness of your faith, which yes. is much more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested and purified by fire, may be found to result <coughs> in your praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not even see him now, you believe and trust in him, and you gr greatly rejoice and delight with inexpressible and glorious joy, receiving as the result mm -hmm. the outcome, the consummation of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> God is good. Thank you, Sister Debbie. I appreciate that. And I love what God is saying here to us because lots of times, amen, when you are going through life, you can forget what it is, amen, that, and why it is, amen, we are here, amen, on this journey, amen, why we are here in the kingdom of God. And sometimes we can lose focus of that because the trials and the tribulations and the life. And one thing that God has given us all, that we all have the same thing, everybody in this whole entire world, we have the same thing, and God has given it all to us equally. And that is time. Time he has given us, every one of us, he's given us 24 hours in a day. Amen. He has given it to us, and what we do in that time, amen, is dictated upon us. I know that for some, amen, myself, I am locked in for eight hours or nine hours a day at work with an hour lunch. So I'm there on my job for nine hours with one hour lunch. Huh? 
So then I have about 15, is it 14, 15 more hours in my day. So 9, 10, 15, 24. I have about 15 more hours in my day, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. We have, and so, and then some of us, amen, with that 15 hours, we might be in school. We might have to go home, amen, and be with our families, amen, and we got to cook dinner, play with the kids, walk the dog. We got about five hours left, right? <laughs> That's about 10 hours right there. We get home from work, we cook the food. Hi, honey. Hi, baby. Hi, sweetheart. Oh, you go get your homework done. I'm going to sit over here and get my homework done, and then you working on that, and I'm going in here and cook, and you go ahead and take out the trash. You go ahead and walk the dog while I'm cooking supper, and then you come back, and we're going to have supper. We're going to have dinner, and then, uh-oh, I got to get a bath. Kids got to get a bath. Got to get ready for the next day. <laughs> That's about 10 hours. <laughs> we ain't forget sleep. <laughs> we ain't got we ain't got to sleep yet. <laughs> oh, we get to get in the bed at maybe 9 30, 10 o'clock. Huh? And we might have to get back up at 5 o'clock. Everybody's schedule is different. But the one thing that God has given us that's equally established is time. Hmm? And one thing that God tells us in his word that we'll reference back to in a moment, is that to God, you know, one day is like a thousand, and a thousand years is like a day. And we have that in our head, right? <laughs> in the back of our mind somewhere, right? <laughs> and so we still doing life, and we still good, but we know, oh, one day is like a thousand, but I got 24 hours in this day. So that's a thousand years away. <laughs> but God's coming back. And so he gave us this time because he wanted us to have it as a gift, amen, so that we really could execute his purpose here on earth. And he is so gracious to us to understand us and to know that what he has established and ordained, which is family, that we will be wise stewards of our time called time management, and we will figure it out because <laughs> we smart because <laughs> he's given us the wisdom and the knowledge to learn and know how to manage time. But do we know how to manage time? That is the question. We smart people in here? I don't know. <clears throat> I went to the eighth grade, got my GED, but... I still think I'm pretty smart to manage 24 hours. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, Lord, I need more than 24. <laughs> and he said, if I give you 24, what would you do with it? They'll need more. You got enough. So he said, time management. I need my people, amen, to learn how to manage their time. Because in order to be able to have more of God, God has to be in the equation of our time. We have to bring him down in it and apprehend it in him. But he knew, amen, that we could do it. That's why he gave us 24 hours. 
And so we cannot get caught up in our journey, our agenda, our family, our life. It's a gift. Our life is a gift that God has given us. And we are on borrowed time. And we forget that we're on borrowed time. We think that we have all the time in the world. But we own, honey, we only got 365 days and subtract however many it is from January 1st to January the 17th. Now you tell me how many days we got left. Now is that long? Mm-mm-mm. Not long at all. But what we're going to do, amen, in the remainder of the days that we have, the weeks that we have, the months that we have, Amen. Are we going to use that for ourselves? Are we going to manage our time and bring God truly in the equation? Huh? Or are we going to continue doing what it is that we are doing? Amen. Living life on a whim. Living life how we manage it. And say, God, I'll get to you later. God, wait. And God is saying that if you want to go deeper in depth in me, and you want more of me, and you want to experience more of my love, then you're going to have to put me in the equation of your time. Huh? God is just so gracious to us, and he loves us so much. And I am so thankful that God is so long-suffering and that he is so patient with us. But guess what? God is only going to meet us where we are, but then he'll, he'll do it because he's just gracious and he'll just lavish on us because he truly understands that sometimes we feel like we're drowning. Help, Jesus, SOS, Lord, right now, right here, do it, God. And he's just so gracious to say, oh, I'm going to show up. I'm going to send their angel. I'm going to do that. I haven't heard from them <laughs> in a little bit. <laughs> I, I just see them coming and going and in and out and up and down and around and about. But I love them. But you know what? God wants you to experience the depth of his love. The depth of his love. When we spend time with God our love for him and his love for us goes deeper. It goes deeper beyond our expectation, honey. And the love that we have naturally that we can give our husbands or our wives or our children or our family is really just a surface of what the depth of the love that God can give us and what we can experience through him. It can't even be compared. Amen. It just can't even be compared. Amen. The, I mean, I love my grandchildren, but the love that I receive from God and the love that I feel that I just want to pour out on him him and lavish on him and give him my all give him my everything lord i don't want to hold anything back from you when i'm at that place with him it's just like you can just have all of me you can even have my life it ain't even worth it but your love is just so awesome your love is just so wonderful your love is just so great it's just overtaking me and i just want to just so oh god sit at your feet hallelujah to my god hallelujah. but we rob ourselves the enemy robs us of the time that we can have with God he you being robbed you are being robbed of the intimacy that you can have with God of the wisdom and the knowledge and the revelation that you can have with God 
Amen. We can no longer let the enemy rob us from our time. We have to. It is detrimental. Amen. We must, amen, make time for God. We must manage our time where God is in the equation. Time is passing by. We only got about 355 days left in this year. What are we going to do with that time? Amen. Kids are growing up. Birthdays are coming. Amen. The enemy is shrewd. He's out there doing what it is that he is doing. Amen. He is, amen, distracting us. He's making us even more busier. Amen. Hallelujah. We are not even paying attention because we know that one day is a thousand to God. And God's going to come sometime. But he said he's coming like a thief in the night. Amen. You don't even know the day nor the hour. And it's going to be so quick. And all of a sudden, and we won't have any more time. Time will be gone and eliminated. But God is saying that in his word here, that the prophets took time. Hmm? The prophets took time, amen, to know exactly that they were looking, amen, for the Messiah, amen. They were looking for salvation to come. And I said that I love the prophets, how they did before us. When speaking of the grace to come, they search it intently and with great, greatest care. They did it with great care. They searched intently. And how many of you know that takes some time? Amen. If you're going to search for God and you're going to do it intently, but he said, you'll find me. Amen. We will find God. Don't you want to find God? Don't you want to smack dead into his lips? Amen. And let him give you a sloppy wet kiss. Don't you want to hug? Amen. Like you ain't never had before. Amen. Don't you want to move in the things of God like you've never moved in? Oh, in God. Amen. Don't you want to tap? Amen. Into the greater depths and deeper heights in God. Don't you want to? Amen. Touch that and work in that and live in that and breathe in that and move in that and speak that hallelujah what God is saying to us hallelujah but it said that they search it amen intently mm, knowing that what was spoken to them they were looking for it to come are we looking for Jesus to come do we believe that he's coming huh do we believe that amen that what he said he was going to do, he was going to do it. We don't know the day, and we forget that. We don't know the hour, and we don't think about that. We are just moving day by day. And it said that trying try to find out the time and the circumstances to which the spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the suffering of the Messiah and the glorious and the glories that would follow. The spirit of God in you desires to be stirred up. The rivers of water in you, Brother Rob, you were talking about earlier, desires to flow. Hmm? They desire to be stirred up. The fire of God in you desires to burn in you like never before to where that you are ready to set, amen, something on fire, community, huh, neighborhood, Huh? Family? Hallelujah. Whatever it is, you got the fire, the spirit of God in you. 
the breath of God, the wind of God, the spirit of God that is ready, amen, to be moved and activated in this earth. God can't do it on his own. He cannot do it on his own. I mean, he could, but God prefers to use you and I to get what it is that he wants to get done in this earth. That's why he sent Jesus, to get what it was that he desired to do, amen, in this earth so that we can have salvation so that a people could be redeemed and restored back to him. Hallelujah, the spirit of God that was alive and dwelt among us, he used Jesus to come down here to earth for you and I so that we could be saved. And God is still wanting to use that same method. He still wanted to use you. You and I, hallelujah, in this earth, hallelujah, knowing who we are in this earth, knowing who we are, that we are ambassadors, we are, amen, are the, the kings of the king, hallelujah, we are a royal priesthood, amen, honey, we are a chosen nation, I wish somebody knew who they was in God, hallelujah, to the Lamb of God, hallelujah, chosen by the Lord God Almighty himself, equipped and qualified for the purpose and the assignment before you were formed in your mother's womb. Mm, mm, mm. Ah, hallelujah. Woo. I thank God. I thank God for that. Hallelujah. God saved me. He saved me. He heard my cry. Why? Because I needed to be delivered. I needed to be healed. I needed to be set free. My mind was tormented. Hallelujah. My spirit was broken. I was crushed. I was wounded. I was a wretch undone. I was hopeless. And they said I was a hopeless case. Ain't no hope for her. But God, he heard my cry. And he said, I have need of her. I have need of her. In my kingdom, in my kingdom, I have need of her. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Where is the royal robe? Where is the signet ring? Where is, amen, where is all of the priestly garments that I have to give my anointing I put on you? Amen. Hallelujah. To preach, amen. My anointing I put on you to deliver. My anointing I put on you to cast out demons. My anointing I put on you. Hallelujah. The glories of God being put up on our lives. And he has put glories up on your life. Amen. To use you. Hallelujah. While you are occupying this time here on earth. Hallelujah. All we have is time. And then we, amen, then we're gone. And then, you know, for a moment, and I'm not trying to bring a damper on anything, but it's just a reality. And I've come to accept that reality. But a lot of people don't accept that reality because they believe they're going to live forever. Amen. I'm going to be blessed if I get raptured out of here. I'm going to be so blessed. But if I don't and I go by the way at the grave, I'm still going to be blessed. Because <laughs> I'm going to lift my eyes up in glory. I believe that. I'm not doubting that. Because if I doubt that, there's a possibility that I won't. So I believe that I believe. And I know that I know that when I lift up my eyes, I'm going to lift up my eyes in glory. Hallelujah. And I'm going to see the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm going to see my Abba Father. Hallelujah. And we don't have, amen, the time that we think that we do. 
humility. Brother Rob, that I may go by the way of the grave. And I've come to accept that. And I've come to acknowledge that. Hmm? And I said to myself, you know, people will remember you for a little while. Amen. They'll remember you if you've done some things, some good things. They'll remember those good things for a little while. Hmm? But God says, Rosie, I've called you. I put you in this earth, and I want you to make my name great. I want you to make my name great. I'm like, Lord, that's a big responsibility. <laughs> I am not make your name great. <laughs> Ooh, how I do that, Lord? <laughs> he said, I've given you everything it is that you need. I've given you my life. My blood has been poured out on you. I've called you. I've chosen you. I've given you time. Now it's time for you to go. It's time for you to use the time that I've given you. Manage the time. Get a vision. Get a plan. Get a planner. Do something. But make my name great in the earth. Huh? I don't care about my name. Because for a little while, amen, we may mourn. Hallelujah. But yet and still, we're going to go We're going to go some blessings that I'm going to have to be able to receive. I'm going to jump right over here. Hallelujah. Right about the fourth verse of 1 Peter 1 and 4. And so we look forward to possessing the rich blessings that God keeps for his people. He keeps them for you in heaven. Huh? How about that? <laughs> I don't care about the Rolls Royce. Don't even care about the diamond rings. Don't even care about the red bottom shoes, baby. But let me tell you one thing. What I care about is when I get to heaven, the blessings, the rich blessings. These blessings down here can't even be compared to the rich blessings in heaven. But we so busy focusing our time on the blessings down here on earth when we have to know that we serve the blessinger and the one that blesses us and we need to give him some time. Huh? Because we, hey, when we are trying, amen, it says it keeps them for you in heaven. When I get to heaven, Lord, I, I want to see it all. Where they cannot decay or spoil, or fade away. Now that right there made me want to shout. Because <laughs> my blessings ain't going to decay. Mm, mm, mm. They ain't going to fade. Mm, ain't even going to spoil. They're going to be right there. Mm. Hallelujah to my God. Thank you, Jesus. When you just down here, and you sometimes you just feel like you can't, don't even have more enough than enough. But we have to think about the blessings that we have stored up for us in heaven to them that love the Lord and that are obedient to him. Hallelujah. That are called when we desire to put, we are called to his purpose, to his work. Amen. To work for him, to invest in his kingdom, to use the gift and the talent that he has given us. And when we don't do that, we sell God short and we even sell our self short. Hmm? And so I was thinking, I was like, man, I was looking around in my house today. And I was looking at the stuff that was there, and I was like, 
this stuff is just old and outdated. <laughs> and I'm like, Lord, I really could use a refresher. So then, you know, I got to thinking. I was like, man, I was like, I think about all of the money that I have and the, how, and the places that I live at just here in Richmond. I ain't thinking about before that. I'm just thinking about here in Richmond. I thought about the places that I lived at, the things that I had, the stuff that I acquired, some I still got. Most of it is gone. I couldn't even tell you where it is. But I still have a debt that's attached to it that I'm still paying for. <laughs> now, how fair is that? I don't even know where it is. <laughs> I don't even know what it looked like. But the, de the debt collector knows. <laughs> they know what it looked like, and they'll remind me if I don't show up on time. And worry me, amen, to I pay up what's due them. And so, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, this stuff here on earth, that we spend our time and energy trying to acquire to have more, to look good, to be pretty, to be identified, maybe to be recognized, classified, I don't know, whatever the case may be. We spend our time our valuable, precious time. And I just want to say, you know, it, it's okay. You know, it's okay to have these things, but we let these things have us. They consume us. And we lack on our time with God. Huh? And that's what God is trying to say to us. That's what he's trying to get us away from and really what he's trying to get us to see. That we need to be more focused on heaven. And the blessings that we are storing up in heaven and being mindful of the time that we have here on earth, that how God wants us to use that time. Amen. Because he said, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm be done with this here in just a moment. It says that we should be glad, be glad. And one thing that I loved here in this verse was it said uh, about this, even though it may now be necessary for you to be sad for a while because of the many kinds of trials, you suffer. And they do. They make you sad. I, I can say that the trial that I went through made me sad. It did. I cried. I, I, was, I was painful. I was mentally and emotionally broken. Huh? But God restored healed and strengthened and delivered and I knew where my help come from because all of my help comes from the Lord you know and I know I had some people faithfully praying for me you know and so but yet even in that the Lord said that it is um he said the, the, the this their purpose the trial's purpose is to prove that your faith is genuine Hmm? to prove that your faith is genuine, that it is real, you know, that we don't break and crack under pressure and throw in the towel when we're going through trials and tribulations, that we still have the faith to believe that God is going to show up. I didn't know when God was going to show up. I was hoping it would be right then and there in the moment. But it was an endurance. And I'm like, Lord, I need you to show up right now. I can't keep taking this medicine. I don't like it. But it, I had to take it because I had to relieve the pain. Amen. The, 
the agony of the pressure of the thing. But I wasn't throwing in the towel. I wasn't going to curse God and die. I was like, Lord, I know you're going to show up. I know you're going to get me through this. I know you are my father. I know, God, you are faithful. I know you are. And guess what? The endurance, and here I am today. Hmm? Here I am today. Genuine faith. Genuine faith. Being tested and tried by the fire, by the trials and the tribulations. And yet I can still say that I'm standing. Why? Because of God. Why? Because the prayers of the righteous avail as much. Why? Because I know that he is faithful. He is a faithful father. He's a good, good father. He won't leave you nor forsake you. He'll be with you. He'll carry you through. He'll help you through all the way in. Amen. All the way through. God is faithful. Hallelujah. And he's looking at our lives and seeing that they're faithful. They've been tried by this trial. It's their faith in me, their belief in me is genuine, it's real, it's true. Hmm. And now I can pour out more of my presence on them, more of my anointing, more of my, amen, the ambition and the motivation to get the job done. And this is what I want to do for them, and this is what I want them to be reminded of. But I don't want them to forget that I need to be in the equation of their time. Because God is faithful. He will show up. He will come through. But we have to do the same thing for our God. Amen. We have to show up for God. We have to make ourselves available for God. Because he will come through. He won't leave us like we have been found. Amen. He won't leave us alone or leave us by ourselves. God is right there with us. Hallelujah. I just feel to just stop right there. <clears throat> There's so much more that I could say, but God don't want to say. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it right there, and I'm just going to, Go over again, as the Spirit has instructed me to, to summarize what he's just said. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Honor you, Lord. And I'm going to do that through prayer. If anybody here is here that needs prayer, we don't want to overlook that. You can feel free to come up, and if you do, I ask that Brother Rob would assist in praying for you, but I'm just going to pray.